Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This purse costs $15,000 and it only holds lip gloss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's Real Houses of Orange County. Emily, uh, the hip Simpson, got drunk. She was wasted at that book release party, and I loved every second of it. I want to mention that the podcast has some new cover art, so don't be alarmed if you're opening up your podcast. It'll be rolling out depending on where you listen to the podcast. Maybe some of you are seeing the new cover art. Maybe some of you will see it in a week or so. Uh, you know, technology is a pain in the butt, so we'll see it. You'll see it when you see it. Uh, quite frankly, but I'm very excited. We got some new cover art. It's a new year. I'm feeling fresh. Uh, I'm excited about what's to come in the new year. And also on the show today, we have a very special guest celebrating the 100th episode of Jersey Shore, which is airing this week. We have Snooki, the one and only, a queen and icon and legend in the reality TV arts. I'm super excited for you all to hear my chat. So I'll play that after the Real Houses of Orange County recap, which we got to go over everything that happened on this week's episode because... We opened on a chakra shack with Heather and Max. Now, I'd never heard of a chakra shack before. Have you guys heard of a chakra shack before? I've never heard of a chakra shack before. Not in my entire uh, 30-some years of existence have I heard anyone ever say we're going into a chakra shack. But here it exists, and we got a sales associate. And at first, I very much hated it because immediately, Heather, Shamstabro, and Max walk into this place and the sales associate says, any guesses on what your aura color is going to be? Now, I don't know what my aura color is. Do you guys know what your aura color is? Is that something we're supposed to be aware of? Not only do I got to know where my sun and moon and rising is, now I got to know my aura color. It's a lot to learn. And I feel like astrology is just really taking off. I feel like now we all hear about astrology and reading your sign charts and stuff. And I had my sign chart. I, is that what it, I hope I'm saying it properly. But Catlock, who was fantastic, read, gave me all this information about my astrology. And I loved every bit of it. If anyone's interested, Catlock, look her up on Instagram. She's great. But, uh, you know, I feel like it's just become so mainstream now. Everywhere I go, people are talking about what's your sun and moon rising and all that stuff. And now we got to learn about uh, this aura color. And I can't believe that there's a whole store of this. 
because I mean, Heather did say she's like, I love any kind of reading, and I do too. I do too, whether it be book reading or uh, some sort of psychic reading. I am into it. I'm not someone that's not interested because I love t- somebody telling my future, talking about my pa- like I'm interested in it all. But I can't believe there was a whole place for this. And Jill, the sales associate, immediately when they walked in, she was like, uh, if you have any electronics or crystals, please remove. Because you can't be having those when you're doing your oracles readings. But how in the year of 2021, which is when this was filmed, how is the chakra shack staying open? I mean, we've seen so many small businesses go under due to the pandemic. And now on Orange County Housewives, I'm seeing that the chakra shack somehow managed to buck the trend and stay open. I mean, that is something to be said. I, somebody needs to report on the Chakra Shack, because I can't believe that they're still in biz. After all that we've been in through, the Chakra Shack seemed to be going strong, because not only did that, uh, that whole shop look like it was still in business, but it looked beautiful. It was like clean and pristine, and they had all sorts of merch available. And I mentioned that I love to get my reading done. And uh, I will say, I'm not interested in getting my reading done in a place that looked like that. Right. And what I mean by that is it looked too commercial. I want someone to read my chakra from a broke down shanty with a tray of old Marlboro light sig butts and blankets from a garage sale in place of lampshades. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want to walk into. I want it to look rough, run down. I want there to be very little lighting. I don't want to see a pore. I mean, the chakra shack on the real house of Orange County, it was like, I felt like I could see Heather DeBrow's pores. And I'm not interested. HD cameras picking it all up because the lighting in that place was just a harsh overhead lighting. And if I'm going to go into a place to have my chakra red, I want it to be the worst lighting imaginable. I want to be able to barely see anything in front of me, like I'm going to need a flashlight or something. And you know, when you go into those places and they got the lamps set up and then they have the blanket over the lampshade, that's what I want. That's the kind of lighting I'm interested in in getting a reading. So this place looked way too commercial for me. And I was happy that Jill, the sales associate, and Max were able to flirt with each other. They're both bi, or I'm not sure if Jill was bi, identifies. She's not straight, she said. She doesn't identify as straight. But yeah, I would like to see uh, those two hit it off. I mean, I would like to see them on a date or something. I was happy for these this young love blossoming before us at the Chakra Shack. But I was not happy with how commercial this was. I mean, it was just looked like... I don't know, they were going to sell us some, I don't know, word art or something in this place. It did not look like some place you should get a reading. And then also the technology of it all. I mean, I want to see some old cards. I want to see an old lady giving, showing me some old cards that have been through uh, decades. You know, I want the old cards. I want a tarot reading where the cards just look broke down. And now here we are, and they were doing some aura reading, which I know they're different things. I understand these are different things. Uh, but they were doing something with technology, and there was, I don't know, all this like iPhone stuff. I was like, what's next? Is Apple, you know how they do the Apple iPhone launches, or they always have uh, Tim Cook, or when they had Steve Jobs always introducing the new Apple products. I'm like, at right, the next one, they're going to be introducing the Chakra Shack. Jill from the Chakra Shack is going to get on stage with Tim Cook at the next Apple announcement, and suddenly we're going to have to get some new machines to read our auras. And I just, I, I need to go back to the old-fashioned way, a rundown palace. I need to I walk into an old, you know, Matt and I just moved and down the road, I was walking to the grocery store and I saw somebody said psychic readings and it looked like the oldest fucking shanty uh, box house I've ever seen. And I was like, that's where I'm going. Like that on my birthday next year, that's where I'm going to go and get my psychic reading done. Um, I'm not going to go to some commercial place called the Chakra Shack. Anyway, then we cut to Noella with her dog, Rihanna. Now, Whisper's walking around the house. She's in full hair and makeup, which I don't quite understand because she's out of the money. But Casita shows up. And I don't really understand. At first, I thought she had the purse around herself, Noella, but then it turns out it was just her phone. It was really cute. And I do have to say, especially more than ever before watching The Real House of Orange County, I was looking at Noella, and I was like, she is one of the most beautiful women. When we saw her later in the episode, she was giving us share. Well, I know that I'll get through this. Yes. I know. She was giving a share later in the episode, was she not, when she had the long long hair? Oh, I thought she looked stunning. Stunning this episode. Uh, but I did think she had a purse around her. But she found James, Sweet James. I believe that's his, his commercial name or his, you know, that's what his business name is, Sweet James, something like that. It's really odd. 
you know, because he does the law. And so she found James via one of the credit cards. And she tells Gina, she says, hey, Casita, guess where James is? And guess what continent? And Gina's like, South Africa. You know? <laughs> South Africa. You know, with her Gina accent. And I just have to point out that South Africa is not a continent. I do not believe. Not that I'm great at maps. I shouldn't be judging anyone because you show me a map and I'll just look at it. <laughs> not know where to point out anything. It's like I can point out Ohio on a map and that's about as far as I go. I mean, I did, uh, I did understand that South Africa was not a continent, but it's not like my knowledge goes far beyond Gina. And so I'm no, uh, no room to judge, although I do have a podcast where I judge. Uh, anyway, Noella says that uh, James, sweet James is in Mykonos. And none of this whole situation makes sense to me. And it all feels like it's moving so quickly, right? The whole Noella, James bit. I feel like the disconnect I'm having with this whole storyline is that she's so new to us. So it's like, why the fuck do I care about Whisper and Sweet James? Like, I am just getting to know this woman. And they're they're asking us to care a lot about her, her home life situation. We never even met Sweet James. Now we're finding out he's in Mykonos because one of the... Credit cards, and I want to care. And she's stunning woman. I just don't, it's a lot to take in for someone we just met, right? Like, I feel like if she would have just given us a few more weeks, or even the Bravo producers, I feel like they should have done some fancy editing so that we got a few more weeks of her just like getting to know us or us getting to know her, I should say, before they introduce all this stuff about the husband and me. Cause it's like, I, I want to care, but I just can't, I don't care because I just get to know this woman. And now she's already seems to have reached her Whitney Houston, it's not right, but it's okay phase. And I'm like, how did we get to this phase? Like, I just felt like last week we were in that phase where she's crying to Nicole, who didn't want to give her a hug uh, over <coughs> a lunch. And now we're, she's moving on. She's like, I found the credit cards and now I'm masturbating all the time. And it's like, this is all happening so quickly. Now she's masturbating. She, she said, I need someone who deserves me, she said in her confessional. And I agree with that. But it's all happening so quickly, like we're going from phase to phase, and I don't know if it's the editing on here. Maybe they need to slow it down. And Not that I've ever thought that Bravo should slow down a housewife, right? I don't even want to put that out there, because then they're going to give us like a whole season of nonsense, like that Real Houses Beverly Hills season with the panties. Remember the panty season where nothing was happening the whole time? Or with the dog, Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy, it was like everything was dragged out so fucking long. And so I don't want to tell the Bravo people to slow down because I feel like they could take that wrong. Uh, but I do think that maybe we need to slow down with Noella's personal story arc because it's happening too quickly. It's just moving too fast. No one can pay attention. No one understands what's going on. Then we cut to Heather, Jen, and Emily, who are a trio that don't like each other. I mean, we could pretend, what was this trio? <laughs> That's also the disconnect here. Because Dr. Jen, Emily, and Heather, what is the chemistry? And I, that's what we call, uh, complained about last season on the show. It's like the chemistry doesn't make any sense on Orange County. And I'm happy that Heather's back. And I think this season has better chemistry than last season. But I still think it doesn't make any sense. These women have no chemistry together. And we're forced to think that they do. I don't understand the three of these at a sweat studio. Emily was in full makeup, which I love. Emily's giving me some good stuff this season. I'm enjoying her. Uh, but don't believe that these three would hang out at all. And Heather is, she's acting very pretentious, which I like, because she was walked in, she's like, put it on my tab. And I felt like she kept, did she keep saying that to you guys? I felt like she kept pointing out at the sweat studio. She kept saying, maybe she just said it once. But to me, I felt like she was overdoing the put it on my tab. You got my tab. But get it on the tab. Put it right on my tab. <laughs> cool it, Heather. Like, they'll put it on your fucking tab. Or Bravo pick it up. Like, we're fine. I think she's doing a little too much of the showing off situation. I liked the showing off when she was showing off the house. But now when she's walking in every joint and saying, put it on my tab. Put it on the tab. It's on my tab. I got a tab here. It's like, cool it, Heather. We know you got a tab. And somebody will pay for it. And it's a sweat studio. How much could the sweat lodge cost? It was a sauna. It wasn't like we're in a gold-plated room, right? We're not in Mykonos, right? We're not there. We're not. Whenever I say the word Mykonos now, I think of Lindsay Lohan. Remember? 
Remember that awful show that we recapped here on Everything Iconic? Remember when they that one clip went viral and it was like, it's a party in Mykonos. This is how you party in Mykonos, bitch. And then it was like Lindsay Lohan dancing where she puts her head down and the hair flips. Oh, I loved that. That show, I think, should have gone on another season. I'll be honest. No, it's an unpopular opinion. And maybe Lindsay didn't want it to. Uh, but I would have watched more seasons of it, even though it was one of the worst shows of all time. Of all time. Uh, anyway, I don't believe that these three would hang out. Jen reveals, though, a lot of interesting information. She was sued by her ex-boyfriend for $150,000. She married Ryan three days after she was sued. Oh, and we also learned, are you all sitting down? Pull over if you're driving, because we got to talk about this one, Little Bear. Ryan is actually named Ryan, but he changed his name to Ryan. What was that about? Did you guys catch that? Did I hear that correctly? Maybe I misheard. But from what I understand, from what I gathered, from what I gathered, Ryan was initially named Ryan and then changed his name to Ryan and took out the A and added an E. What? (sighs) When I heard that, that, I have so many questions about that, man. And there's lots of rumors about Jen and the husband, Ryan, Ryan, whatever. I don't know. Are we adding the A? Are we taking out the A and adding an E? I'm not sure. But there are all these rumors online about them, and now we're learning that she was sued, so there's all this stuff coming out. And this is another situation where I'm like, I don't even know this woman. So they're giving us a lot of information on a newbie. And I just need to get to know her first, and now I'm finding out the husband took out the A and added an E. So that's enough for me for weeks of this show, let alone the fact that now I'm also finding out she was sued for 850000 from the ex-husband or the ex-boyfriend. Ugh. And then she reveals that being the breadwinner is sort of a problem for Ryan. I, do I have to call him Ryan? If it's na- That's not even his name. Do I have to call him that? Do we have to call him that? I need an SOS. Somebody get me the etiquette book. Get Countess Luann on the line because I need to find out what we need to call this man. Uh, because Ryan with an E and not an A, he uh, is fragile. You know, he's fragile about the fact that Jen's the breadwinner and now it's causing problems. And Emily says, look, I had problems with my marriage with Shane. And she's about to give some, she's giving like little nuggets of advice and she's having a really moment where she's really connecting with Nicole over the relationship with her husbands and women being the breadwinners of the family and getting through hard times in your marriage. And then rather than really dig into that, Emily decides to go get her Jersey Mike sub that was in her purse. Now, I don't, Heather said, I don't understand why you have the Jersey Mike sub in your purse. But actually, that was the thing that made the most sense of the scene to me. I didn't understand why they were filming with cameras in a sweat sauna studio. So that didn't make any sense. I didn't understand why these three women were together, because I've never really seen these three interact as if they're a trio of friends. So the one thing in the scene that made sense to me, because again, the Dr. Jen situation, she's revealing all this stuff about the boyfriend. I didn't, that didn't make sense to me. The one thing that did clock uh, sense to me was the fact that Emily had a Jersey Mike sub in her purse. Because who among us isn't traveling around? Sometimes you're a traveling soldier with the Jersey Mike sub in your purse, right? Ladies, am I right? I mean, you got to put a snack in there sometimes. I don't know about you all, but I'm often carrying one of those chomps meat sticks, right? Like Matt makes fun of me because I feel like he was just my boyfriend. was just making fun of me. And my friend Jill, she said, why are you always walking around with the chomps? Uh, you know, the, do you guys know these? They're sort of like a healthier Slim Jim, right? I know it's gross. Some of you are so disgusted by me. But sometimes you need a protein, right? And you can't always, you don't always have a lot of room. You know, I'm not always carrying around a purse, although I'd like to start because then I could put a whole sub in there. Uh, but I'm walking around with my Chomps meat stick because I need a protein every once in a while. Sometimes you're feeling low blood sugar, you might need a snack. And so I'm happy that Emily had that, although I can't imagine how gross it was. Maybe it's sort of heated in the sauna. It does feel odd to me. Why did she even have the purse in the sauna? Wait, this is actually, now that I'm thinking about it, why did she have a purse in the sauna? Because you would leave that in the locker room, wouldn't you? She's like, hold on a second. And she just, and the purse was on the floor of the sauna. So that sub was probably melted, although maybe it tasted better. The cheese, yeah, who doesn't like a melty cheese on your sub sandwich? And, you know, there's some sub places, not to get off track here, but there are some sub places that do it hot. And Jersey Mike's is one that's known, I think, for their cold subs, although you can also get them hot. When I go to Jersey Mike's, I get the hot one. Love a hot turkey. Uh, oh, I'm getting hungry just talking about it. Did you hear my stomach growl? Wow. 
I don't know why I just made that noise. Um, anyway, do you guys remember that song Katy Perry did called Roar? What was that about? <laughs> what was that whole thing about? Remember, it was like, and then it was on Glee. They did like a Glee. For some reason, when I think of that song, I think of the Glee episode where they did Roar. And maybe that's why I think, what the fuck, when I think of that song. Because what the fuck was that episode of Glee? What the fuck was Glee? Anyway, moving on. Uh, so she has that Jersey Mike's sub in her purse. And Heather's doing, I noticed this episode especially, she's doing a lot of her fake laugh where she's like, <laughs> that cackle, you know, that we've talked about a couple times on this show. <laughs> she did it again in the sauna scene. She's like, why do you have a Jersey Mike's sub in your purse? <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up, Heather. Like, what is that laugh? I hate when people do that fake laugh. It's just like so much. It's too much. It's too much. And she did it, I think, later in the episode, too. Maybe she was giving the speech or some other time she did that cackle. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> I hate to say shut up. That was mean of me. I feel like that's too harsh of me to say shut up. But I do sort of wish she shut up because it's like too much. Just shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a friend growing up. She always used to say, shut up. She would take off the T. So she would always say, shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up, Heather. <laughs> shut up. Okay, sorry. Um, then we cut to Shannon and her family getting ready for Nashville. And, uh, I forgot this was happening. I don't even want to talk about it. There was also something, Jen and Emily and Heather also went to the nail bar. And they said Noella was bullying other women, which was strange. And then we cut back to Shannon now at dinner with her mom. Uh, Pat, I'm exhausted. I don't care about, I don't care about Shannon's unhealthy marriage with David anymore. I've been, we've been through it all. We've seen her uh, in a fake gravestone with her ex-husband, David. And I've had enough. And I, her parents, they're really throwing her parents at us this season, aren't we? We saw the dad last week. Now we're seeing Pat, the mom. And you know I love an older mom, but I just, I don't know. I don't want to be mean, but I'm just so uninterested. Let's talk about something else instead of talking about that Shannon family scene. Did you guys know that Romy and Michelle's high school reunion turns 25 this year? 25 years old. That that movie came out 25 years ago, 1997. God bless a classic film. If you need something to watch this week, go find it. Not sure where it is. You'll have to Google it. I'm not Google. But find it and watch it and you'll love it. So then we cut to, oh, this was an obnoxious scene. Heather and Terry, they were doing an infomercial for, an infomercial for hair gummies. And they, they invited Noella arrive because Heather wanted to confront Noella. And she invited Noella at a very specific time, which was perfectly timed to Heather and Terry doing the infomercial for the hair gummies. And they're doing all sorts of infomercials because also I was seeing on social media, somebody posted Terry's on HSN or QVC selling COVID kits, testing kits for uh, upwards of $100 or $120 for five of them. And I was like, Terry, what are you doing? You are a medical doctor. Go do some doctor work or something. I don't believe you should be hawking uh, COVID testing kits. We should all be getting those for free. Okay, I don't need Terry Dubrow selling them to me for four easy payments of twenty five ninety five. I need to get one in the mail for free. We've been through enough. Now we got to buy our COVID kits from Terry fucking Dubrow on QVC. Ugh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You hear that, America? <laughs> Are you listening, our founding fathers? I can't do this. Okay, we've all been through it enough. Now he's Terry Dubrow selling us our COVID testing kits. Ugh, this pandemic just keeps on keeps on finding new ways to surprise us with uh, new forms of hell. Does it not? Every time you turn around, you think we're getting out of it. And then suddenly Terry DeBros on QVC selling us in four easy payments, the COVID kit. And I love me some QVC and HSN. You know, it's my dream to get on there and sell some goods. But I'm not sure I could stand alongside Terry DeBros selling the COVID kits. And maybe there are ease, I don't even know what kind of, maybe there's a good deal or something. I'm just saying, we've all been through enough. And if our founding fathers could see this, I swear they're rolling around in their grave. They're rolling, this, that's the straw that broke the camel's back for the ghosts of our founding fathers, because they, <laughs> that's when they truly turned over in their grave. When they saw Terry Dubrow on QVC selling the COVID kits for four easy payments, that's it. That's it. Anyway, oh, so they're doing the hair gummies in this episode. Now, uh, Heather says to Noella, Nicole told me you called me a fake bitch. And Noella says, yeah, I was going through a lot. You know, she's like, I'm sorry. And then she said, well, 
Nicole. Okay, so this is kind of convoluted. It's also very uh, hard to follow because Nicole's not getting confessionals, and it seems like a lot of this stuff is revolving around her, which is tough to kind of follow, I think. Uh, but apparently, Noella says that Nicole called her after the party, and Nicole had one story about Terry and Heather and this lawsuit stuff, which this is all allegedly. I don't want them to come after me. Allegedly. This whole podcast is Allegedly. Anyway, Nicole had one point of view. And then after that uh, intro first episode party, apparently Nicole changed her tune. And so Noella didn't trust that. Now, Noella's kind of got a point here. And I do believe that Heather's losing control of this cast because I think she came in, thought she had control, and they, they sort of made up, but not really. Right? Not really. In the words of Countess Luanne, not really. They didn't really make up. They didn't really make up. But the scene ended anyway. The producers, editors, they were like, let's get out of this scene. We're bored. <laughs> We're done here. Uh, so then we see all the gals getting ready for Max's book event. And Gina, I just have to point out, she did have in her house a bag that said hashtag mom life. And I just, I have to point that out because Gina, of all people, I just don't imagine her with stuff that says mom life, hashtag mom life. And then uh, Emily and, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Hip and Bar, they're on their way to the book party and they're fighting in the car because Emily fell asleep at 8 p.m. And I related to this fight, too, because sometimes I fall asleep at 8 p.m. You know, I get tired. And Matt's my boyfriend. He's a late bird. So you could stay up till 1, 2 in the morning. And and he's good. But I'm in bed by 9 sometimes. And I'm ready. If I'm ready to go to sleep, I'm ready to go to sleep. Just don't bother me if I'm starting to fall asleep. Just leave the room or something because I'm going to bed. And so I understood this. And I feel like I have the same fight. And then that made me look inward because I thought, I don't want to have a relationship like Emily and Shane, because he's the worst. He's the worst. And I got to say, last week on the show, on Orange County Housewife, Shane did that thing where he like uh, went up to Emily's belly and said, you're my favorite belly or whatever. And I posted this clip, uh, this clip on my Instagram account, and I said, I would file for divorce immediately if anyone did that to me. And I was shocked, shocked and saddened by all the people who said, oh, it was so cute. And I mean, I just, I see it differently because I don't, I, I think Shane does those moments. He's, he's being an asshole to be funny. And I'm just, I've never been attracted to that. Like sometimes if somebody's like an asshole, mean, funny, it's funny when they're doing it to other people, but it's never funny to me when they're doing it to me. And so I personally, I think Shane does that mean, funny to his wife. And I think it would be charming or funny sometimes if he did it to other people. But to me, if I was in the relationship, I'd be like, why are you doing the mean, funny thing to me? I'm your wife. Do you get what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? I hope I'm making sense. It just wouldn't fly with me. Maybe some people like it. But if Matt was just always like trying to make jokes at my expense to make other people laugh, I'd be like, fuck you. But if he wants to do it to other people, God bless. Right? I'd be laughing along with them. I'd be doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Not if he's doing it to me, though. Uh, anyway, Nicole shows up to this book party with that gold black bag. Gold bag? It looked like a phone. It was fine. I don't know. This was all fine. Nothing happened here. This show is stupid these days. <laughs> this show is sort of stupid this season, isn't it? I mean, I'm not loving it. Are you guys loving it? I wish I could say yes, I'm loving it, but am I? No. I'd be lying to your faces, and I'm not interested in doing that. I think that they're all lying to us and saying this season's great, but it's not. I could be honest. <laughs> That's mean. I mean, there's good stuff in it. I mean, I still enjoy watching it. To me, it hasn't hit like Vanderpump Rules levels where I'm watching Vanderpump Rules and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Right? Like, it hasn't reached that kind of level to me. But uh, I do not think it's like this big return to form that we were all hoping for. And maybe this will all change. And I, maybe I'm being too, uh, I'm picking at a too much. I think my problem is, is like, we're getting the drama and the things that should make a good season, right? Like, if you look at these relationships that they're having individually, and then with the group, I think it's all dynamics that would make another season interesting. But to me, the disconnect is that it's like all with these new people we're just getting to know. And so we don't have a, as, or I personally don't have as much emotional investment in the stuff that's happening. And so maybe in due time, I'll look back in this season after I get to know these gals and I'll look back and I'll be like, oh, that actually was a good season. But as it's Stan, I'm just feeling like that disconnect. So I hope I'm making sense. Uh, 
Uh, okay, so Noelle and Emily and Gina talk about Shannon, who is sick. She couldn't even be at the party. I'm like, okay. And then they do a chakra thing, and they talk about their vaginas. And Emily flat out said she didn't want to fuck Shane. She doesn't want to fuck her husband, Shane. And that makes at least two of us. <laughs> uh, so there was like this whole thing about that. Like she had some red stop sign on her, on her thing. And it was like, okay. She, I don't even think she, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Emily and Shane. Hip and bar. They're on their own little thing. But I do love hip. She was making me laugh as she was gotten drunk this episode. I'm like, where is this drunk Emily been? I like her. We also get to know that Jen met Ryan at a breakfast buffet, and they kept saying they were coming around to each other. And it was like, they've been together a while. I'm like, what was that about, too? He said to the group, he's like, I'm coming around to her. And Heather's like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, how are you just now coming around her? And then, uh, yeah, Noella, I have to mention again, she just looks so stunning. She's giving me share. Well, I'm not. Oh no, we'll get it through the hills. We're going to get through this season, whether we like it or not. A lot of you are asking about The Real House of Miami, too. I just have to say, uh, the reason we're not covering it on the show is because it is on Peacock, and we would love to cover The Real House of Miami on this show, but I can't cover every show, and that's on a different network, Peacock. So that means not as many people, as much as I'm loving this season of The Real House of Miami. And last week on Miami, it had one of the most compelling scenes I've ever seen on a Real Housewives show when Alexia sat down with her fiancé and her kids. It was heart-wrenching, beautiful, captivating. It felt like we were a fly on the wall. It felt like actual reality TV. It was an invigorating, fantastic, so, so good. Such good TV, but also... A lot to take in. Anyway, it was phenomenal TV. So if you haven't watched Miami, I encourage you to watch it and uh, loving it. But because it's on a different network and it's on a Peacock streaming service that you have to pay extra money for, a lot of people haven't dove into The Real Houses of Miami. So I'd be doing these recaps and it's a lot of work. I know it doesn't seem like I'm doing a lot of work here. You guys are all just thinking, oh, I'm sitting behind a microphone. Uh, but adding a whole new show to the lineup is a lot to take notes and all that stuff. So I am trying to dip in and like give you some overall thoughts and stuff about Miami and encourage you all to watch it. But I can't cover every show because it's a lot of time and work and energy into editing and notes and all that stuff, recording. And so I just had to draw the line, and I'm sorry. But there's other people that are doing great Miami recaps. If you haven't heard of Watch What Crappens, you need to go listen to Watch What Crappens. They do uh, recaps of all the housewives. They're, ben and Ronnie host it, and they are just gems of people, and I love them. So if you want Miami recaps, definitely go check theirs out, because they are just the best. They are the best. We love them. Okay, so then what else is happening in Orange County? Uh, nothing, really. Noella says that Emily and Shane have great sex. And I don't believe so, because I don't think he likes her at all. And then Emily tries to get clarity on Jen's ex-boyfriend situation. There's also this Cabo trip that's happening, and Noelle is not invited, but obviously she's going to go because it's a cast trip, so we're playing this dance. We're doing this dance of like whether or not she's going to come on the cast trip. And then they end the episode. Oh, this was shocking. Shocking. You ready for this one, little bear? Little girl. Little girl. So they end the episode. The whole episode, this week's Real House of Orange County ends with Hip and Barr leaving the party. Now, Hip is wasted. Emily has had so many shots of tequila, she's drunk as a skunk. And she's leaving the party, and she they end the episode with her saying she's going to let Shane do butt sex. I just thought that was a very bold way to end an episode of The Real Housewives. Very bold, bold move to just be like, this is how we're going to end it. I mean, was there no other end point? I guess it was like they, they were ending on, I, I guess they sort of made, they thought that was like a big laugh, right? Because they were ending on a laugh. I don't know that that was a big laugh that they all thought. It, uh, I don't know. I thought it was bold to be like, well, we don't know how to get out of this episode. So let's just end it on Emily and Shane talking about doing butt sex. I thought that was like a bold ass move. Bold, these bold ass Bravo editors. Well, we love them. Great job. But... It was pretty bold of them to just be like, yeah, let's just end it with them talking about doing it up the bat. Anyway, this cast has no chemistry. We're going to keep watching. I love you all so much for listening. And <laughs> no, I feel like I'm too hard on it now. I'm being mean to the show. And I hate when I'm mean to these shows because actually I am loving recapping Orange County. I will say that. I got to give that props because I'm having a good time recapping it, which normally I'd say it's the opposite. Normally, if I'm hating a show or not liking a season, I don't like recapping it. But somehow this is flipped and I'm having a good old time, a gay old time. 
So uh, anyway, that's the Real House of Orange County. I want to leave you all with my interview with Snooki, the one and only Snooki. You guys want a, a reality TV legend. The hundredth episode of Jersey Shores airs this week. I'm a big Jersey Shore fan. I even like the new iteration, which is Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Snooki took a season off, and now she's back full-time. The season is fantastic. And I had to ask her about the Sammy Sweetheart, because she's not on it. We talked about the Angelina wedding of it all, and the Ronnie, and all those sorts of stuff. So I hope you all enjoy my chat with Snooki. As always, I will try to put this up on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. Tune in to Jersey Shore Thursday nights on MTV, the 100th episode this week. Uh, and go to everythingiconic.store if you want any of our merch. I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe. I will leave you with this chat with the one and only Nicole Snooky Polizzi. Uh, have a great week, and we'll be back with a recap of The Real Houses of Salt Lake City next week. So we'll take a quick break here, and we'll come back with that interview with Nicole. I want to thank ACAST for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to ACAST.com slash Everything Iconic. We'll be right back. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing, because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. 
Smithy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. I've been such a huge fan of Jersey Shore for years. Uh, when you look back on when it all started, do you kind of pinch yourself or how do you feel when you look back on sort of the, the legacy and the timeline of all of this? Honestly, when it was happening, I don't think we all not appreciated it, but we didn't realize what was happening because, you know, we were young and just like partying and then going and meeting celebrities. It was like, oh my God, this is our life now. But looking back at it now and all the things that we've done and accomplished and still on air, you know, 10 to 12 years later is crazy. So um, I definitely appreciate everything that's happened and the fans. I mean, the only reason why we're still kicking is because the fans. So no, it's an amazing ride for sure. And you took a a minute away. You stepped away from the show for a season. Yeah. And and now you're back full time. Uh, What made you come back and how does it feel to be back? Did you have a nice little hiatus from the show? We did see you pop up, Mm -hmm. but... I feel like I just needed a mental break. It got very um, emotional for me and I'm not good with my emotions, especially if I'm upset or like depressed or whatever. I don't handle it well. So I needed to take a step back to take a breather and to just focus on being a mom um, because I hate fighting with my friends and the whole speech and Angelina thing like really got to me. Um, so taking that break was definitely, you know, needed. It was much needed, but then I was watching the season. I was like, Oh, I miss my friends. I'm not there. I wish I was there for that moment. Um, so when the producers called me and they were like, listen, you know, like we're going to do baby shower for Mike and doing all this stuff. I was like, okay, I can't not show up and support my friends. So it's like, I think I'm good to come back now. So it was kind of the perfect timing. And, um, I, you know, every, everybody just needs a mental break sometimes. Was it the social media of it all? Because around Angelina's wedding, it did feel like, you know, and it feels like this with reality TV all over the place. It's like people take their sides and then attack the ones that aren't on their side. Was it the social media of it all that was overwhelming? That was definitely a factor. I mean, everybody talks shit about me every single day. It never affects me because I know I'm a badass mom and you can't tell me otherwise, but, um, it definitely got a lot to where people were like attacking us, calling my store, like threatening my employees and all of that. I was like, this is too much. So that was definitely a factor right where, you know, I needed to take a step back and get out of the, get out of the drama for a second. Yeah. I saw on social media, people, especially with moms can often do the mom shaming thing. And I saw you kind of clap back at someone because uh, you know, with the new season of Jersey Shore, people were saying you're drinking around your kids and stuff, but you were saying, no, the kids yeah. are, they're with uh, somebody else. They're safe and healthy. We're doing a show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can only imagine how frustrating that must get for you all. I mean, honestly, there's not like a parent in the world where never, they never had a beer or a wine while their kid was in the room. Like, give me a freaking break. Right. But on so, you know, obviously we're there to have a good time. We're there to entertain. We're there to, you know, be, you know, just entertain for the fans. So of course we're going to have an amazing time when we're drinking. Um, but people don't realize that when we're filming and we're drinking, that's at like two in the morning, 10 o'clock at night, my kids, I, I probably saw Giovanna an hour out of each day because, you know, she's with the babysitters. So all the kids have babysitters, but they're on site. And we literally get to see them when we wake up and then we're not, we don't see them till the next day in the morning, um, being a show. So, um, yeah, the kids were always with the babysitters, you know, at the beach or whatever. And we were by ourselves drinking. So when people are like, I can't believe you got wasted in front of your child. I'm like, my child wasn't with me. And I'm allowed to have a couple glasses of wine in front of my kid. Right. Also, not for nothing. When I was growing up, I remember the dads on specifically the dads, but also some of the moms too on the baseball field, like in little league, I remember the dads all had beers. Like my, I remember like the dads yeah. with a cigarette and a beer coaching first base when I was yeah. playing a little league in Ohio. People are just assholes now. Like, yeah. Ugh, get yeah. Um, I got to ask about Sammy's sweetheart. Now I keep thinking MTV needs to just throw a bunch of money at her, especially now that Ronnie's taking some time off. Like what's going on? Why haven't we gotten even just like a cameo? Why hasn't MTV thrown a bunch of money at her? They have. We all have the same question as you. And all of us girls texted her. We were like, listen, Ronnie's not on the show right now. You should definitely, definitely like come on, even like for a girl's dinner, just like us and catch up. And she's just like, no, I'm good. So she wants nothing to do with the show. So there's literally nothing we can do. We all tried Um, money. I don't think she doesn't care about it. I just think she's truly over it and she doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. So we can't beg her. 
Yeah, yeah. It's so sad. I just want to see what's up with her. I know we can follow her on social media and stuff, but it's like we want to see the whole, all the girls together. Great, but. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, I was just on Melissa Gorga's podcast and I had asked her because I know she's friends with you. I was like, why hasn't Snooki come on The Real Houses of New Jersey or why haven't you tried? And she said she did try. And then you had also been in an interview saying it's too much drama over on The Real Housewives. But Melissa had said like she sort of implied that maybe you and Andy have a beef or something. Is that true? Are you and Andy good? Yeah, I always had a good time with him and we would go on a show and stuff like that. But ever since people bring up me being on The Housewives, he's just like, not a chance, not happening. I'm like, did I do something wrong to him? I mean, I don't want to be in The Housewives because it's not my thing. Like the drama and legal shit. Like I'm not, I'm just here to have a wine and go home. So the show's not for me, but I just, he's so aggressive about it. He's just like, no, never. I'm like, all right, calm down. (laughs) Snooki, I want you on Housewives so bad. I know you don't want to do it, but like, I need you on Housewives. You're not I mean, come and do a cameo here and there, but I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah. My home's. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Uh, what do we have this season on the show? I saw the premiere. Uh, what? What do we have? It seems like a lot is going on. Ronnie has stepped away. Mike just had a baby. Like, what can you tell us? What? What even happened this season? I bring my daughter finally on vacation, which is amazing because I never got to bring my kids. Um, that's why I'm only there for like a couple of days while everyone's there for like the full week um, because I can't leave my kids for more than three days. I freak out. But I was able to bring Giovanna because she had spring break. So I want to pull my kids out of school and bring them just so I can be OK. So it kind of worked out with, um, you know, our filming time and bringing her. And she had the best time. Her and Milani are like mini Snooki and Wows. They look so cute together. And Giovanna got to like babysit Dina's kids and Mike's baby. So it was nice to see all the kids, you know, hang out together. Uh, when you look back on the the original run of the series, obviously it was known for being so like wild and rambunctious, but also it had such a cultural imprint. I mean, so many of the the things I was just on my phone and the, the time hop app, it said cabs are here to like, let me know that there's like a new time hop thing coming, but you, you guys all had so many catchphrases and, and memorable things. Is there one thing that sort of sticks out the most or or that makes you laugh the most? If you see it online, like a clip or, or a meme or something like that from the original run. Definitely me being arrested on the beach. It's like my favorite moment of all time. And I'm so glad it happened. I mean, not in the moment. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I got arrested. My dad's going to kill me. This is embarrassing. The whole world sees me drunk like really drunk, intoxicated, getting arrested. But now it's just like so funny (laughs) to watch, to look at. I mean, it's definitely a story to tell my kids one day what not to do. But um, definitely that moment. I feel like it's iconic and it's hysterical. (laughs) Truly is. Snooki, did you watch reality TV before joining Jersey Shore? Like, did you watch the Osbournes or Newlyweds? Like, what did you like? So I was obsessed with the real world and I always wanted to do reality TV, but I pictured myself like doing a real world one season, then going back to my life. So I tried out for the real world, never heard anything back. And then um, I did this like little, this little show called, is she really going out with me? It was on MTV. And I was like, Oh, I really like reality. Like this is fun. So then I wanted to do more. And then I saw um, a thing for calling all Guidos and Guidettes. And I was like, this is my show. This is meant to be me. So then I tried out and obviously the rest is history. But yeah, I always wanted to do reality. You know, I remember after that very first season, there was all this talk about like whether they were going to bring in a whole new cast uh, for Jersey Shore or yeah. if they were going to bring you all back. And it was so exciting for fans when they said, no, we're bringing the whole cast back. But I wonder, do you remember anything about that time? About like, what, were you all trying to sort of fight to come back for another season? Or were you just like, oh, we expected it to be over? Does that make sense? Yeah, we just thought it was going to be one season, like a real world. One season, then go back to your life. So we didn't expect anything. And um, I don't even know if we knew there were talks about a second season and other casts. I just feel like they hit us up and they were like, do you guys want to do it again? Go to Miami. We're like, yeah, sure. Um, because the first season we didn't get paid. Like we got like $200 at the t-shirt, the t-shirt shop a week. So that was amazing. So I was like, Oh my God, $200. I can buy so many drinks at the bar. <laughs> so when <laughs> season happened, they actually offered us money and we were like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Oh, what a wild ride. Do you have a favorite look from the original run of the series? 
Um, I definitely loved me and Gina's meatball days when we used to do our furry boots. Like that was our signature, like shit's going down today. Someone's getting arrested. We're going to have a great time. So definitely the meatballs boots that those were amazing. Right. Uh, Tell me about your messy mama wine. I got to try it. I literally have a bottle everywhere in my house and I only have white. Um, But you would think I would get into the alcohol business sooner because everyone knows I love my drinks and I was like a party girl back in the day. But I'm glad I actually waited because I would have came out with like a disgusting vodka or something. But now that I'm like a classy mama, I have my messy mama wine and um, I picked like the two best that I tried at, at my tasting and everyone loves it. Everyone is like, this is the best wine ever. And it's called messy mama. So I feel like all my fans appreciate that and they love it. And um, I'm just really, really proud of it. I mean, I do a lot of stuff, you know, with my brand, but my Messy Mama wine has to be my favorite right now. You all did really a a great job of branding and you've been such an entrepreneur. Is there something over the years that you've learned? This is maybe a more serious question, but like, is is there like a business lesson that you learned along the way? Because I do feel like you have Mm -hmm. your hand in all these different places, but everything feels right for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not like one of those people that say yes to everything just to make a buck. Like I turned down, you know, some big money because I was like, that doesn't fit right with me. And I feel like my fans appreciate me being real with like things that I like. And I just don't want to fake something just to make money off of it. Um, so I feel like that's a good lesson to learn, especially for influencers, because if you do too much, people don't care. And you should only do things that really resonate with you because then people understand that you truly love it and you love the product and all that stuff. So I've said no to a bunch of things um, that didn't feel right to me. Uh, I want to ask you about some pop culture stuff. Uh, I had heard that your childhood crush was Devin Sawa. We just had him on the show. He's still hot. Was he was he like it for you as a kid? Um, yes. And now and then in Casper, like me and my friends are obsessed with him and now we're friends, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, he's amazing. And I feel like he's a huge supporter of, you know, Jersey shore and all of us. So I appreciate him for that. Uh, what was your favorite movie as a kid growing up? Oh God. I don't know. Um, or do you have a favorite movie now? Is there something that when you see it on TV, you'll stop and watch it? Titanic always and avatar are my top two movies and it's directed by James Cameron, both of them. So Wait, I, guess I love that. I'm obsessed that you're, I love that you love avatar. I feel like I've never heard it was such a popular movie, but I feel it's like no fun. one ever talks about it. Yeah. And I like literally push people in Disney to, to ride the ride and I try and do it twice and I cry hysterically every single time. I'm just so dramatic. So <laughs> my favorite and they're coming out with the second one. Is it this yeah. year? I think it's this at the end of this. They, I think they filmed like two or three of them. So I think we're going to be getting a bunch more. Yeah. Cause I feel like they said two years ago that, that it was coming out in 2022. I don't remember, but I'm so excited for it. Uh, I ask all of my guests this, uh, what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? Always be my baby. A classic. And if you were yeah. choosing for people magazine, sexiest man alive, who would you choose? <gasps> oh my God. Right now, Tom Holland. And everyone makes fun of me. They're like, he's 12. I'm like, no, he's not. He's older now. He's so cute. He's very cute. Um, You're also doing a show called Messiness. Were you a Tori Spelling fan? Like back, did you watch 90210? I know you're working with her now. Yeah, I feel like I wasn't really into 90210, but I mean, I watched it, but I wasn't like an obsessed fan. But I knew who Tori was and I was more obsessed with the fact that she was like a hot mess. So I was excited to meet her and I was worried that she was going to be like high maintenance and like, no, I'm Tori Spelling, like I'm an actor, Um, but she was the total opposite. And she's literally, I I consider her like a really good friend and I love her. Like we just instantly clicked. Like there was no awkwardness. There was no, both of us trying to be fake. It was just like, bitch, let's go. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Snooki, what's next for you? What's on sort of like your goal list and how much longer do you see Jersey Shore going on? Do you see it just sort of running forever or what's what's the the long game? Yeah, I mean, the goal for all of us is to keep doing the show until, you know, it's the nursing home edition and we're in Depends. I mean, I feel like we could do it. You know, we genuinely have a good time together and we love being with each other. So hopefully it goes forever. Um, 
but on the side, I'm really working on my brand, obviously, with my wine. And I have stores, the Snooky Shop. So I'm actually working. I'm closing on my third location this week. So I'm really excited to, you know, just be like a boutique owner and, you know, just do that if everything else fails. Like, you know, I have that and I like being a boss. Is your third boutique, is that, are they in Jersey Shore? Are you expanding outside of Jersey? Yeah. So I have one in Jersey. I have one in upstate New York where I grew up. Um, And my third location will be somewhere in Jersey. I don't want to say it yet, just in case it doesn't happen, but it's going to be amazing. How are you and Angelina getting along now that you've come back and sort of the dust has settled? Are you guys good now? Honestly, we were always like really, really good. Like we would, anytime we got together, we just like had a good time together. We laughed, we made fun of each other. We always had a good relationship. So that wedding shit, I was just like, oh my God, you're so annoying. Like, stop. Like we always make fun of each other. Um, The best place, but um it came from the heart <laughs> and I feel like now she gets it. So we're back to like us being cool and having a good time and ragging on, on each other. And she knows now like that that's just what we do as a family. We literally roast each other every single day. I was happy she got to come back for the family uh, for the new series because I just always was, I always felt bad. Like you were all able to capitalize off that original run and she had left the show and I don't know. I just like felt like happy for her that she was able to come in and capitalize now uh, with, with this run of the show. So it made me happy. Yeah. She got a second chance. So she better not ruin. <laughs> and how's Ronnie doing? What's going on with Ronnie? Is he going to be filming again? What's the status there? Honestly, we have no idea. We just know that he needed a break and he needed, um, you know, time to mentally, evaluate himself so we're glad that he's taking that time but we have no idea what's happening yeah and you don't all have any say on whether or not ronnie sort of comes back to the show right i mean um no i wish we had say in anything but we just we just go (laughs) yeah is there anything before i let you go that you want to clear up from the show uh anything you want to let viewers know um no i mean i feel like we're all open books and what you see is what you get. Um, yeah, we're just keep watching the show because we want to do it for years to come. And, um, you know, even though we're parents and we're adults now, we we're still dysfunctional and disgusting. Well, I'll be completely honest with you. I stopped watching when you left the show cause you're my favorite part of the whole show. And so when you left that season, I was like, okay, I'm dipping out. Um, and I, I knew that MTV needs to throw a truckload of money at you for every season because I cannot lose you again, Snooky. Please don't well, go. That I just came back on my own, um, but I'm glad I'm back. Yeah. Will your husband be in it more or is he not interested? He said maybe, but it's probably not going to happen. But he hates... He hates all of this. Like he likes to be behind the scenes. He likes to be home with the kids and like taking care of the house and all of that, which I respect and I appreciate him. But I'm like, babe, just, just come for like a dinner. <laughs> yeah. Pop in. Yeah. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. In this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, 
I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Snooki, this was such a delight for me. I've loved watching you forever. And so thank you for all the joy you've brought fans. And and we love watching you and continuing on. Uh, anything you want to plug before I let you go? Yeah, just um, try my messy mama wine. You're going to like what you see. It's delicious. Wait, how do we get it? Is it on, can we order it online? Yeah, so it's only online right now because everyone's like, my stores don't have it. It's only exclusively online for now. So it's messymama.com. And um, hopefully I can come out with, with a rosé this summer. Please. Snooki, what a delight. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I, I appreciate it so, so much. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for having me. 